Today's call. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in, um, where are we? Liz, West Hollywood. We're in West now. Hollywood, California, Leanne. Okay. In the so, beautiful Wondery studio here on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> that sounds great, doesn't it? Super pro. It's a relatively new address for me, so I'm still <laughs> still learning how to get here. Our sister Julie is in Dallas, Texas, but let me be the first to say, welcome back to America, kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, we're going to hear all about the trip to Australia. Liz, you, yes. you're beaming. I I'm feel be- like yes. you've been gone forever. <laughs> I It felt like a super long trip. I was gone for two and a half weeks, but it felt much longer. And I've been back for less than 24 hours, so still a little woozy. Still a little woozy, got to admit. And Julie, you're there in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've briefly spoken to you. So many things you wouldn't tell me because you're like, oh, I'm saving it for the podcast. But you're okay. You're recovering. Welcome back to America. Uh, I Well, I'm, I'm kind of sad I'm not in Australia because, you know, tonight, the best place for viewing the super blood blue moon, which is the trifecta of moons that we're having tonight, of course, is in Western Australia. Oh, oh we I just missed it. We added that to our trip, you know? <laughs> we did not consult the lunar calendar. We looked at the sports calendar and a few other things. But next time, the lunar calendar review will go into the vacation planning. If yeah, so you- I don't know anything about the stars or the moon or anything like that. But all I know is tonight or early tomorrow morning, just look up, everybody. It's going to be a super blood blue moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seems hard to be both, but I'm going to take your word for it. Joel. It's three things, Leon. It's it's a blue moon because it's a full, it's the second full moon within the same month. Yeah. It's going to be a reddish color because of this lunar eclipse. And it's going to be a super moon because the moon is actually going to be closer to the earth than at other points in time. All right. Fantastic. Well, you've just done it. You've explained astronomy to all of us. <laughs> Julie, you really learned a lot in Australia. Really? I got See? 10 things, Leanne, for the show that I've learned in Australia that I want to share with everyone. Yes. All right. We're looking forward to that. If you are new to listening to Satellite Sisters, we've been doing this show for a long time. Long time. Uh, we're three real sisters. We have two other sisters, but three of us get behind the mics once a week. We're so happy to have you here. Liz and I are in Southern California. Julie's in Dallas, Texas. For information, you can always go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. We have a very active Facebook group we'd love you to be a part of. You know, while you guys were in Australia, I welcomed a lot of new members to the Satellite <laughs> Sisters Facebook group. Good work, Leah. Yeah. Check you also did a special with Sheila and Monica, our two other sisters, the JV team. If you guys have not listened to that podcast yet. And you want to know, like, so what do the two other sisters have going on? It's a complete recap it is. of some. It some... is. That was a compelling interview you conducted. <laughs> Thank with you. Yeah. I, I always need to give them some structure or else it's just who knows yes. what's going to happen. As we say, hilarity ensues. <laughs> oh. uh, but we have tons and tons of shows. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts. You can hear us on Stitcher. You can hear us Spotify. on Spotify. We have confirmation that if you, you can find us on Sonos through the iHeart uh, radio app and you can just yell at Alexa, play Satellite Sisters. And apparently that works too. <laughs> Alexa, play Satellite Sisters. Okay, oh, it's I just going did on that. all over the country I know, now. Love it. All right, uh, but today we are. It's almost all Australia all the time. Yes. So we're going to hear about Great Barrier Reef. Yes. We have we have you know flora, fauna, fish, snakes, lizards. That's coming up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In the middle of your vacation, Liz, you were called to a summit. I understand. Yeah. 
That's right. I mean, you know Liz. She goes on vacation and somehow gets the invite to a summit. Okay. To be fair, Julie got invited too. I too. They begged me. They begged me, Leanne, to come to the summit. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that, okay? But it was the last vacation day. I was traveling with my husband, and I didn't feel like I could leave him. I didn't want to leave him for our last vacation day. But it was very timely, Lee, and I'll tell you more when we get to it. But it was all about, it was an inspirational Women's Day at the Australian Open, which we're going to tell you about. But a lot of the issues that came up, Billie Jean King was the lead speaker. It was very timely considering everything that was going on back home with USA Gymnastics. And I know you have been very close to that story. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Right. We're going to have a chance to talk about that. This is the first um, live show we've done in a couple of weeks to update people on that. And then you did go to the Australian Australian Open, Open, where you appear to be sitting in Roger Federer's (laughs) box or something. I mean... The two of you, that was... Some- we will explain. How, okay. We, yes. We, it's just- we, had, we, had very, we really had a bird's eye view of that tournament. And I told Elizabeth, I, I told our sister Elizabeth, everything she now knows about tennis. Right, Liz? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. going to tell you about that. Having your yeah. own commentator sitting next to you, like whispering to you about what the shots are. <laughs> it felt very professional. First, before we go on, Leanne, I do have a couple of not exactly gifts, but gestures oh, for you. Yay. This is what everyone needs at the Australian Open. They hand this out. I did not open it. I saved it for you. I could only bring you one because, as you'll see, it involves liquid. So I was only allowed three ounces on the plane on the way home. But this is, here you go, the official Australian Open spray bottle of water for your face and wet towel. Oh, my which gosh. I'm, which I'm telling you comes in super handy in Australia. Thank you. So you get that. Thank you then, so much. You know, if you go to a sporting event, you're a pro at going to sporting yep. events, I know. It's all about having the right lanyard. Yeah. So here you go. My Australian Open lanyard, which with a pass to one of the night sessions we went to. <laughs> but you, you see that big O on the front? Yes. It's Leanne, a super- you want that O. I'm telling you, that O opened doors. <laughs> that, that people, I don't even, I mean, we were with, you know, I, I can't even uh, say. More yeah. on that later. But anyway, we're not sure what doors will open in the USA with that O. <laughs> but you should try just wearing it around and okay. see if you get any free food or anything. Sure, yeah. Because we did. And then last but not least, to the my official Australian Open face fan. I'm demonstrating here. But look at that with the sponsor's name on it. I thought you might need oh, that. Oh, wow. You you do go to a lot of I sporting do. events. Those That would be handy at any sporting event where you're sitting in the sun. So there you go. <laughs> More on that later. Thank you, Liz. Those are some quality gifts you brought back. It is. It's so you. thoughtful. <laughs> we looked at the t-shirts, but then we were like, no, we don't have room in our suitcase. So there you go, Leanne. You're all set. <laughs> But let's let's start at the beginning that Liz, Liz and I and my husband uh, took a trip to Australia. It was our Australian adventure and it was the most excellent adventure. And as part of that, I came away with, I think, 10 big learnings about Australia and about sporting events and Australians. And I just thought we'd we'd share that and, and share some of our experiences. Number one is that Australia is not as far as you think it is. You know, I think for many people, when they think about Australia, they're like, oh, God, that's so far away. Or I I can't possibly even contemplate, like, visiting or traveling to that country because it's so far away. Well, we live in Dallas, Texas, and we flew to the West Coast. And from the West Coast to Sydney, 
it's really only three or four movies and a nap. <laughs> and I think that's the way you should think about it. And who among us has not watched either a whole season of The Crown or two seasons of The Crown and taken a nap? And if you did that, you could be in Australia. You see, Liam? I it's do. Fun. People should not be afraid of of the travel, okay? Because, you know, from the West Coast to Europe, it's like 10 hours right. or 11 hours. From Dallas to Europe, it's 10 hours. It's just like one more movie. I know. And so, I'm with you, so, Julie. And I yeah. have two excellent movie recommendations. If you are not boarding a plane to Australia, but after this uh, this podcast, you get in the mood for something Australian, number one, go ahead and download Australia with that with Hugh Jackman oh. and Nicole Kidman. Have you seen that lately? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. The Baz Luhrmann special. Yes. It has it features a very beefy Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He must have been like twenty pounds heavier at the time. And I Nicole Kidman's waist could not be any smaller in this movie. <laughs> so I uh, highly recommend that Australian classic. And then the second movie that maybe you all know about, but I don't know, maybe I missed it when I was out of the country is the Australian classic Red Dog. Have you seen this movie? No. no. Okay, you have to rent this. I'm telling you, it is, and think, it's an Australian full Monty with a dog, and then as a bonus, and inexplicably, Josh Lucas is the oh. romantic lead. In oh, <laughs> I'm in. I that is him. inexplicable. <laughs> okay, so you, Liz, I cried, I laughed, I cried again watching this movie. It's a movie, it's a romantic movie with the dog at the center of it uh, set in Australia. So That sounds I, awesome. There you go. So and you do, when you see a movie on an airplane, you do cry more. That's a scientific fact. So uh, <laughs> I will watch it now that I'm home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's it. But Liz, what do you think? Was it that far? I mean, you've traveled to Australia before. It's not that bad, right? It's really not that bad. If you live on the West Coast of the United States, you know, everything is far. Europe is almost as far as Australia. So I think you just got to get over it. And Julie, you heard me. I said this to a lot of Australians because they're very conscious of, well, nobody ever comes here because we're so far. I'm like, you guys just have to stop saying that because it's really just one more movie. That's it. It's (laughs) one more movie. You just have to. It's just like if you were laying on your living room couch all day like really all day, that's how long it takes you to get to Australia. Not so bad. So I'm, I'm with you. You got to go. You see, Leanne, you can see this as an ad campaign, can't you? Yeah, no, I can. It. Yeah. But it is a big mental hurdle for people. They just think it's so far. Well, I couldn't I couldn't do it. And there's some great fairs to, to go to Australia. So that uh, that's uh, number one learning. Number two learning is that country is much bigger than you even think, right? I mean, I felt like we were traveling the whole time. The first part of our trip, we were on a boat uh, and we were going to see the Great Barrier Reef. And I I just, I I look at the map at how far we traveled, which was nowhere. We we traveled like one seventh of the Great Barrier Reef. And all we did is like move the entire time, right? It is, it's just a gigantic empty country. I think the fact that it's not well, it's not very populated is it gives you that sense of vastness that uh, is even greater than you get when you're driving across the country here in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, one thing that makes the Great Barrier Reef great is that it's so big. It's as big as the entire West Coast or East Coast of the United States. So even though we were only in the upper half, we still covered a lot of 
open seas during that time, during the time we were on the boat. And it was awesome. So, okay, you're right. Yes. It must be the way people feel when they come to the United States on vacation and try to see a lot. There's, yeah. you know, we have more of everything here, but it's a big, vast place. Okay. Now, my third point, my third learning is probably the most important, which is the more lethal a plant or an animal is, the more likely the Australians have given it a cute name. Can I give you some examples? Okay. So they have these crocodiles, both saltwater and freshwater crocodiles. And it seems like now the freshwater crocodiles are moving into the saltwater and the saltwater crocodiles are moving up into the freshwater estuaries. Um, so, but they're, they're just affectionately called by Australians as salties and freshies. (laughs) So bad. Yeah. Let's go swimming with the freshies. I I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds, if somebody said, let's go swim with the crocs, you would say no. Yeah. But when they say, whether it's the shoes or the animal, frankly, (laughs) uh, but when they say, let's, you know, there are a few salties in there, but it's okay. Uh, no, not okay. Once we figured out what it was. <laughs> and then there's the whole category of jellies, which would be jellyfish. Yeah. And, and Liz posted the picture of us in our stinger suits. Yes, we wore stinger suits when we were swimming in the waters uh, in Australia, because at the time... This is the season where they have plenty of jellies that won't kill you, but that will sting you. But then they have these microscopic uh, jellies that were in the water. And so by wearing sort of a giant black pantyhose all over your body, over your bathing suit, that protected you from the jellies, Leon. Oh, was yeah. it pretty to swim with the jellies? No. It oh, was because uh, they're kind of beautiful sometimes. Well, there I, were- I liked them. I, I thought it was kind of cool. I was terrified because they are the marine biologist on our boat told us, you know, just watch your lips when you're swimming around these moon jellies, which are beautiful because they will sting your lips and your lips are the most sen- are a very sensitive part in, in your body. But if you try to purse your lips, Leon. <laughs> And protect your lips while you're snorkeling. It doesn't work, okay? That's a good point. I got to say, there was one day, Julie and her husband, we were together for four days on this boat. Then they got off and I stayed on for another three days. So one of those three days I was snorkeling and we hit a swarm of moon jellies. Like even the crew could not believe it. And they were out taking pictures and swimming. So you're swimming in them. Here's what it looks like when you're in the water. If you could imagine someone took a truckload of like silicone breast implants yeah. and dumped them into the water <laughs> and they were all floating on the surface of the water. That's what it looks like. So you're sort of snow plowing through all these breast implants. I'm thinking about the what the marine biologist had said about really your lips is the only place they could sting you. And so I'm conscious of that. But I got hit in the face by one, Lee, and just hit in the face. And I, in fact, she got... Was- Stung on the lips. C cup, right? Her lips. Yeah, really? C cup to the pusser. (laughs) And yeah, stung on my lips. So then you're out in the middle of the open ocean. And I thought, well, okay, well, it's not like it hurt that much. It was like a little bee sting. But I couldn't remember exactly how poisonous it was. So I thought, can I stay out here? And all of a sudden, it just got inside my head. And I swam very quickly back to the ship to just make sure in case I needed some kind of injection or, you know, if my heart stopped for any reason that they would be able to uh, revive me. I was fine. But I, I actually get you going though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I just like think it. about the wildness right. of the planet yeah. when you are out there. 
And Julie's yeah. right. They give everything cute names. Even when we were in the jungle, Julie, there were some cute names there. Yes, there were uh, the Gimpy Gimpy, which is a sort of has neuro. It's a plant that has neurotoxins instead of leaves, Leanne. It just has these stinger things. And of course, it's it's throughout the rainforest, the Gimpy Gimpy plant. And if it touches you, it's all over. And then they also have the Wait-A-Whiles, uh, which is like a long uh, spindly vine. It doesn't look bad at all. I mean, the Gimpy Gimpies look dangerous, but the Wait-A-Whiles didn't look that dangerous. But so they sting you, or if you brush up against them, you feel fine, but then you wait a while, and then you drop dead. Oh. <laughs> so generally, my rule, what I learned is just keep your hands to yourself, right. keep your hands by your side in Australia, and don't touch anything. Yeah. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know, we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, 
pork that's raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your butcher box on vacation, which is that's <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. And we did see those awful, those bats. What were they called? Julie? <laughs> like foxes. the flying foxes or something? Well, here's, the, here's the corollary to the more lethal. Even the stuff that isn't lethal looks lethal. <laughs> that in the center of the town, cairns or cans, however they say it, uh, where uh, one of the cultural centerpieces of that little town is the library. Well, right next to the library, I would say, Liz, what? 500 to 1,000 of these large fox bats have taken up residence in the trees all around the library. These are large three, four-foot bats. These are awful-looking things. Oh, Liz is making a face that tells me exactly how bad they are. Oh, they're four-foot bats? Okay, they were – no, they're not four-foot. They're like – they're like a foot, a foot. Okay. Are they foxy? Like, do they – are they They have little foxy faces. Oh. Yeah, and they but they're hanging upside down, Leanne, because they're bats. So they're not that cute, and they're flapping their wings, right, Julie? They explain why they were flapping their wings because they want to kill you. Is that? There is no way you would check a book out of the. (laughs) But again, the tour guide was like, "They're they're fine. We're thinking of relocating them." I was like, "That's a good idea." tourists to come to this place but obviously the centerpiece of it is this great barrier reef and they don't call it that's my fourth learning is they don't call it great barrier reef for nothing leon it is spectacular Mm -hmm. and i i mean we the the coral formations that we saw were amazing, right, Liz? Yes, it's just so it's spectacular the sheer size of it. And obviously, uh, we were on a boat, so we could go out to the outer reef. So there weren't a lot of other boats around. So you have this feeling of being in the open ocean, and then you sort of you get dumped into the sea, and just everywhere you look, there are these giant coral formations, and some of them so shallow they called them bombies because in Australia they have like a cute, shortened version of all of the indigenous words. Uh, so there, there's an indigenous word for the big coral formations, but the, um, the bombies. But there'll be times when you would be swimming, you know, we would just be snorkeling over the top of the bombies. So it feels like there's only a foot of water between oh. you and the top of this. So even when you're snorkeling, you're getting a really up-close look of everything's that's there. And the fish and the, like the fan coral, the, oh, we learned about all the different kinds of coral. It was really, really pretty spectacular. Saw a shark. We saw a yep. shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A real shark. Cause we saw those yep. sharks in the Galapagos yes. and they said, oh, don't worry. That's not going to kill you. You saw a hammerhead. We saw, sh-. but your, your blood 
I mean, your your heart rate yeah, spikes I, when you see a shark. Dark. Like even if you think, oh, it's not going to kill me. So yeah. was that is was well, it a- that shark that we saw Julie that day snorkeling in Watson's Bay? Wasn't that called like a shovel nose shark or something? Yeah, shovel nose shark again, apparently not as lethal as other sharks. It's not getting the same respect. But we, I, I, I was like, it, it made my heart stop. You know, we saw octopus. We saw you saw a giant eagle ray. I saw a whip ray. We. We, I got to swim with sea turtles, Leanne. We saw Nemo and angelfish and, you know, bl- you know uh, what, what other kinds of fish? Can I we- just say Nemo, branding-wise, yeah. now everybody just wants to see a Nemo. Yeah. You know, and to the point where the marine biologist just calls them Nemo. <laughs> and they hide in a particular kind of anemone that is poison. Like the movie. Apparently in the movie, you know all of this. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So that was, it was awesome. And you're way. really struck with, uh, you know, when you when you the more you learn about it is like everything in the ocean has game, Leon. You know <laughs> that they it all can sting or poison or envelop or you know it, there it's a jungle out there in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> So there were a number of days where I went scuba diving with Julie's husband, was my dive buddy. So we could go down deep. That's where we saw the eagle ray, which I just want to say is an awesome creature. Julie's husband and I both looked at it and then we made the like scuba diver signal to each other. It is like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the photo that you posted? Was that the Eagle Ray? There was a Ray with you in that photo. Oh yeah. I think that was a fish in that photo. Okay. I don't think we got a photo of the Ray. How big was it? it, Well, it's a fish story because by the time I got out, I was telling Julie, like (laughs) if you spread your arms like from tip to tip, it was a little bit bigger than that. Oh my God. And Julie's husband was like, no, it was at least twice that big. And then from <laughs> from stem to stern, twice that big again. Anyway, it, was a, it was a giant ray, giant that, ray that our dive master, who was a like super cute Italian, tall, dark and handsome guy, um, Rico, Ricardo, uh, yes. pointed yes. out to us. Yes, so, you definitely, even if you were not interested in scuba, you were interested in Rico. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Rico had to say was yes, very, whatever. very interesting. It was, it was good. It what was did Rico good. say about it? Well, so he's the one that pointed it yeah. out to us because, you know, your dive master is sort of taking you down yeah. into the lower depths. And they're like game wardens when you're on a safari. They spot things well before you do. So he just gave us the signal to stop. And then he gave us the look at me, look over there signal. So that's what we did. And then out of the murk came this giant ray. Oh, wow. It's, it's dramatic. It's awesome. Julie's right. It's a jungle out there. Yeah. Yeah. Could that ray kill you? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And again, go back to my point okay. three. <laughs> they got game. Everything yeah. down there has game. Because like in the Galapagos, the animals were not interested in us. Yeah. Like we were just swimming amongst them and they couldn't have cared less. So. Well, the same was true here. But okay. they were explaining like how Steve Irwin came to die yeah. from a ray. And they explained he was literally swimming like right on top of it, like unnaturally close and in a threatening way. Normally, that something like that could never have happened. Okay. So, okay. How often do they talk about Steve Irwin? <laughs> oh, oh, very little. Okay. Very little. And <laughs> another thing. when you're on a boat and they're trying to convince you that all these lethal things are not going to hurt <laughs> okay. you. Everyone in the back, the, everyone in the back was saying, oh, what about Steve? What about right. Steve? You yeah. Know, so. Another thing they don't talk about too much, uh, but we asked, of course, is the coral bleaching and the death of the coral reef. You know, I found that the, the marine biologists, they will answer your questions if you ask about that. 
but they're they're not volunteering loads of information about how under threat the reef is. I think maybe they don't want to bum the tourists out, but we could see as we were snorkeling and scuba diving, you can see the bleached coral. There were patches of it everywhere we went. But mm-hmm. what was harder to appreciate is there were big sections of coral that had formerly bleached and then died. So it's just sort of big gaps where there used to be big coral formations. Okay. Uh, but in general, you know, we also saw lots of beautiful, healthy, just fantastically uh, formed uh, coral, both the soft and the hard coral, which we won't go into the details about the difference of that, Leanne. I know we're running out of time. <laughs> we're going to take a break, right, Leanne? Oh, okay. Are we? Okay. You got how many more? How many more of these? You have, you have 10 uh, things, five right? Four, Leanne, but uh, five and six are going to go fast. And then we're going to springboard into the second half of our trip. <laughs> okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to take a break to thank a sponsor. And then we'll be back. You heard it. Julie just did the Ford Promote. Stay with us. Okay, we're back. We're hearing all about Liz and Julie's trip to Australia. All right, Julie, you have top 10 things you learned in Australia. We're up to number five. Is that correct? Okay, we spent a lot of time with fish, Leanne. And yeah. I, I, quite frankly, I didn't know that much about fish. And now I'm glad I know more about fish. And one thing I learned is that both prey and predators swim peacefully together during the daylight hours. I mean, that we saw that such a wide variety of both big fish, little fish, you know, all kinds of things. But as the sun goes down over the ocean, Leon, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and fish are trying to find a place to sleep. And this just reminded me so much of our childhood. I don't know what, you know, like <laughs> prey and predators. But as the sun went down at the Dolan house, things happened, right? <laughs> exactly. Never really thought of it like that, but sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, this is just a travel tip that really the uh, the uh, the uh, jumping off point for most of the Great Bar- Barrier Reef stuff is through the town of Cairns. That's C-A-I-R-N-S, which we pronounce Cairns, but nobody in Australia says it that way. They nobody. say Cairns. Okay, nobody. Cairns, Cairns like C-A-N-S. Okay. Cairns. So, uh, so, and what, listen, our tip to you would be just minimize your time in cans. Okay. Yeah. We've already talked about the library with the giant <laughs> fox bats, and, but there's really not much else to do there. So you want to get in there and get on whatever water, bo- you know, boat, however you're going to see the Great Barrier Reef head out that way. Right, Liz? Just get going. Don't feel like, oh, it'd be good to spend a night on either end, just right here in Cairns. No. No, we did it for you. You don't need to do that. (laughs) Don't need to do that. Now, Leon and Liz, you know that this, one of the reasons my husband and I, the main reason we took this trip was we, this is our 40th wedding anniversary year. So, and as I announced at the beginning of the year on uh, Satellite Sisters, is we're sort of telling everyone we're celebrating the whole entire year. So every time we go to a restaurant or every time we check into a hotel and they say, is this a special occasion? We say, yes, it is. You know, it is our 40th wedding anniversary. And, you know, people are pretty impressed with that, you know, and uh, particularly people in Australia, Leanne. Now, as we mentioned, Cairns is not that great of a town and the hotel Hotels are not that great, but somehow we, because we had said it was our 40th wedding anniversary, my husband and I got upgraded, Leanne, wow. to the Prince Philip Royal Suite. <laughs> that's so cute. That's <laughs> so cute. That's a gimby gimby. That's a I, that's a freshie. 
It is. It was. It was quite something. The woman who checked us in, she said, "We have a very special room for you," and I doubt that Prince Philip ever stayed here, but that's what she claimed. And it was like a giant suite with a bedroom. It had a living room. It had a dining room. It had a kitchen. It had two bathrooms. Wow. Uh, you know, a giant balcony. So we spent our evening in the royal suite um, where my husband was watching the tennis in one room and I was watching the tennis in the other room. We felt like we needed to use the room. (laughs) That sounds very romantic. Yeah. And then we were just yelling at each other going, did you see that shot? Did you see that? We couldn't couldn't even hear each other. We were in these uh, other rooms. But you may want to try that. If you find yourself in cans, just, you know, and you're celebrating an anniversary, go ahead. Get an upgrade. <laughs> okay. Good one. Excellent. Good. Another thing I would just say about town names, I mean, Cairns is a particularly dull name, but this is a country full of hilariously named towns and cities. <laughs> so a couple of the favorites that I actually passed through that I kept in my notes, um, Woi Woi <laughs> is the name of a town. I actually went to Woi Woi. W-O-Y-W-O-Y. That's a town. And they like the repetition. Another town I went to is Wagga Wagga. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. And then if you just want to shorten it, you want to go to the town named Dubbo. Just, <laughs> but just Google funny Australian town names, and I'm telling you, hilarity ensues. <laughs> okay, so while we were on this ship, one of the fun things um, – was that there, even though there were only other 18, 18 other passengers with us on this boat on the, the outer reef, they're all really interesting. And it's kind of a group of people that are interested in seeing the reef. And so there's a certain style of traveler, I think, that wants to go out on the far reef and do this. And so we did have lots of fun meeting the other people, didn't we, Julie? Like at lunch and dinner, you would just always sit and chat to somebody else on the boat. They were Europeans, Australians, from New Zealand. And Leon, this was not the Viking River Cruise. This, uh, this, this boat was really for adventure travel. It was comfortable, but you were definitely on a boat, and, and we were on <laughs> yes. the high seas. And, uh, and at times, the horizon, we ran into a little rough seas there. Uh, the, the horizon was doing very strange things. But thanks to those acupuncture sea bands, I know. Amamine. Oh, we none of us got sick, so yeah. we were pretty happy about that. Yeah, remember when we were in the Galapagos, we had a couple of yes. passages like that. Yes. Oh, there was one day where it was so rough out there, Leon. I mean, Julie's right. This is adventure travel. It's not like you can take your kids out onto the Great Barrier Reef swimming around. But Julie came in. Julie had been snorkeling. The seas were so rough. She was like, oh, my God, this is like a whole different sport. This is like extreme snorkeling. <laughs> and it was because the seas were so rough that the kind of the ocean would be pouring into your snorkel. Oh, my this gosh. is kind of what made it so extreme, right? Julie? Right. I could, I could barely, I could not hold my hovering position. <laughs> hey, you, you were vulnerable to jelly stings at that point, <laughs> yes. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And you're trying to purse your lips. Yeah. It's just very difficult. Yeah. Anyway, so I started to say, so the people on the ship were all very interesting and we had lots of fun meeting them. Um, but one of the people we met is a woman named Anne Cairns, which, as we expect, happened to be the name of the Australian town. But she is not Australian. She is from London, and she is the president of MasterCard International. And we just got to chatting, as we did with everyone on the boat. And she said, oh, we're going off to the Australian Open, too, because MasterCard is a major sponsor. And then she said, oh, we're having a whole day, like a women's inspirational day. Why don't you and Julie come? 
And so that's that's how I got invited to the summit that Julie was mocking me about. Yeah, summit invite land, <laughs> of course. I just started to chuckle. I was like, "Of course, Liz is getting invited to a summit." In- Okay. But I was invited. I was invited. That's my But story. it was very gracious of Anne to include us in a whole day of things that MasterCard was doing at the open. And and usually, you know, when you see on a program that something is called inspirational, what I say to myself is, I, I think I'll be the judge of that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but this, I know. I'm with you. The, you know, I think that's but, a lot to settle people with. Yeah. You know? But they 100% deliver. Okay. So in the morning, oh, you'll love this. So the Australian Open organized this inspirational morning that was held at the very same Melbourne Park that Prince Philip in the crown when he gets sent to the Melbourne Olympics. Yeah. And he has to like, you know, do the royal duties and things. Yeah. This is the park. Oh. He was like naming or whatever. Anyway, so a beautiful morning at Melbourne Park where I was hosted by MasterCard with Billie Jean King as the key speaker. And I want to get back to that in a second. But also a lot of women from around the business community in Australia just talking about their issues and gender equity and really like lively, fun, super um inspirational conversation <laughs> about about how to do this and Anne so my host Anne herself was on the panel and had just had a really interesting perspective how from for a company like MasterCard where basically you know they issue cards to people um they approach it on when it comes to women's issues she said Giving people digital identities, including access to mobile banking, is really the key worldwide to promoting equality. That when you put a card in a woman's hand in a country in Africa and she can go use that, it not only gives her access to her money, but it gives her an identity that she doesn't otherwise have as a person in that community. And one thing she said, I wrote this down, she said, they don't have identities. I mean, who are they? They are somebody's mother, they're somebody's daughter, they're somebody's sister. But you start to give people in your country digital identities, and then they have something in their own right, and they can be included in the wider world. Mm. So Anne was great on this panel. So were a lot of the other local businesswomen. And then they also had, remember tennis player Yelena Dokic? Mm-hmm. She was, so she was like, she re- became number four in the world at one right. point. But she was sort of famous for having one of those crazy dads. Yeah. So she has a brand new book out, a memoir. She's Australian, or lives in Australia. And so she has a best-selling memoir out, sort of telling the dark story about what was really going on behind the scenes at the and the abuse at um, the hands of her father that she was going through at the very same time that she was out competing in all these tournaments around the world. And so it was very interesting to hear her. But then later on, when Billie Jean King was on stage, she was the featured speaker at lunch. She had lots of interesting things to say, but she referred back to what Yelena had been saying and made the point that Now, she would probably be much more sensitive and understanding, like, okay, if this is what we're seeing in public, something really bad must be going on behind the scenes here with Yelena. But back in the day, it's a lot of what we see now in a lot of these stories of abuse across all of the sports organizations, right? Back in the day, they thought, okay, well, that's too bad, but they didn't understand 
that it meant that something that they probably should intervene. She said, if I saw the same thing like that now and I was a player on the tour and I could see someone being kind of abused by their father publicly, I would know that there was more abuse at home and I would intervene. But back in the day, we did not do that. And I wish that I had. And they had a real... They had a real moment together, which was which was really nice. Then there was another moment there. You know, Billie Jean King, if you've seen the new movie, Battle of the Sexes, what's so great about it? Well, there are many great things about it, but it's really about the founding of the WTA and how, you know, they this handful of women decided to break free of organized tennis because it was all organized for the men. And they started their own league with the payment of a dollar. Do you remember that scene in the movie where they're all holding up their dollars mm-hmm. and saying, here it is. Well, one of the women, one of Billie Jean King's, like, you know, the one of the women in that original group was there oh, and cool. said she st- she's Australian. She still has her dollar. Oh. And so she stood up and they were both kind of talking about that moment, starting the WTA, what that meant to them. And then, of course... Uh, athletes being athletes, she went on to say, yes, and I believe I beat you in yeah. that first tournament. So then, you know, That it, is true. Yes, right? That's it, what athletes, that's, that's how they think about. They still remember. Yep. Every, right. every point, every yes. score. Yeah. Every this time. This woman is in her 80s and she remembered that she was <laughs> Billie Jean King in Houston at that tournament. Uh, so that was great. And Billie Jean, she was there because it was the 50th anniversary of her winning the Australian Open. Okay. And so she was interviewed by um, some local celebrities. And one of the things she kept saying over and over again is one of her sort of themes in her life is that pressure is a privilege. In other words, she always felt like she was in a position to change the world and that that's a privilege. And that kind of all that pressure that she carried on her all those years, whether it was the Bobby Riggs match or founding the WTA or like coming out about her sexuality, all those things. She said, you just need to embrace those things because wow. that is it is a privilege that you are in a position to actually make change. Wow. So that's a big thought, Liz. That is very- a big thought. Yes. Yes. And that's sort of the ultimate stay noisy thought, right? right? That whenever you find yourself in any kind of situation where you could speak up and it would be to the benefit of other people in general, but in this case, benefit of other women, like if you can, that's a beautiful place for you to be. And you should embrace that. And so very like it was a whole stay noisy morning which i totally loved and then ann invited me also mastercard had their own thing in the afternoon where it was a much smaller group of women and they have a banner they call let her shine which is all about working for gender equality around the world and thinking about what do we want the legacy of our generation to be so we worked on our legacies all oh afternoon. It was exhausting, but actually super stimulating. So I, I want to thank them. Super for, inspirational. It was inspirational. <laughs> yes, as I say, I'll be the judge of that. And it was super inspirational. So uh, and so we were away. You know, I was experiencing this. And just in any tournament, you really see like women stepping forward and speaking up. And that's kind of what's inspirational about women's sports in general. Right. But I know back at home, Leanne, there was a whole story unfolding in the gymnastics world that sort of plays right into this, you know, stay noisy theme that we've always had. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago on Satellite Sisters, I mentioned that I thought the gymnastics story, uh, you know, the abuse by this doctor of hundreds 
hundreds of young gymnasts. I thought it was the most underreported story in sports. Right. You know, I, I hold a lot of opinions like that, that, you know. Right. You know, that I just, you know, and then I I managed, I mentioned it on the air, you know, relatively briefly. But then I got, we got a post on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page from a listener, longtime listener, Deb McCall, that her daughter was one of the gymnasts, Morgan. So over the last couple of weeks while you guys have been gone, it has, it has dominated the news. And I am so glad for that. I think Six days of testimony of these brave young women coming forward and talking about the depth of the abuse at the hands of this one man that went unchecked by USA Gymnastics and by Michigan State and by club teams. It was an incredibly powerful, you know, week of testimony, just women finding their voice and staying noisy. But I want to shout out to Morgan McCall. She is a satellite sister next gen, and she not only did she testify – she did interviews all over the place. She has an active Twitter feed. I I just wow. Google her, Morgan McCall. I think you're going to enjoy. Um, How old is she? She's 19. She's 19. Wow. She's a dancer. She was unfortunately abused, but she held, you know, feet to the fire. The trustees of Michigan State said, just made ridiculous comments in the midst of all this, like, that Larry Nasser thing. Oh, we can't be bothered. One of them actually said basically like, well, you know, Penn State. I mean, that was the football team. So that was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, and she, and so Morgan How called horrifying. him up. She called him up. And then she had a personal conversation. And then she did all these press conferences about it. So good for her. And, you know, this was a heartbreaking story. But Boy, I think those women found a lot of power in the courtroom. Yes. They had that magnificent judge. The judge was awesome. I could see that right. even yeah. on the news in Australia. Yeah. So Morgan. Don't you think that there will be more resignations both at Michigan State and through the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team? Yeah. They should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think almost everybody has resigned now. But um, but I think it was the pressure of these young women, these gymnasts and Morgan's a dancer that really, you know, kept their feet to the fire. So I just want to salute her. And if That's you're not amazing. following her on Twitter, please do, because she will go on to do great things. So we will put all of that in our show notes yeah. if you want to figure out how to follow that Twitter feed. That's, yeah. You know, every time one of these stories comes out, we just find ourselves saying, how could people have ignored it for so long? Mm, it's I just so shocking, isn't it? It it's is. Just, it's- You just don't want to believe that there's anything that heinous, you know, you just really don't or, you know, or. And that that people in positions of authority, Julie, will hear that, hear some of this information and just decide not to intervene. Right. It's sort of like what Billie Jean King was saying. Right. You know, now I know what I didn't know then. Right. I should have intervened. We all know that now. Right. You must step in. We've known that for a while. I saw the Catholic Church not do anything. I know. That was terrible. Penn State didn't do anything. That was terrible. So it surprises me that it's a, you know, Baylor didn't do it. It surprises me that it's this pattern of let huge governing bodies and institutions and I know. The NCAA, the USOC. Yeah. It, I feel it, like there's, there's – you should step up, Leanne. They no. need all new leadership in some of these sports organizations. Maybe we as a team could offer to be helpful here. Well, you know, a lot of those gymnasts now are mid-30s lawyers. They should step up. You know, the the woman who's really f- finally busted through and came out, Rachel Dahlenbeck, I think her name was. Oh, yeah. She's a lawyer. You know, right. let her run it. Yeah. Let those gymnasts, let Ali right. Reisman run it. The people that actually made yeah. the change. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're totally qualified. They know what's best for the athletes. I think that's the thing that's stunning. It just 
what's best for the athletes was like never considered. Yeah. All by people all along the route, you know, and I and yet, so many people benefited from the glamour, the success uh, of you know, U.S. women's gymna- gymnastics. So yeah. many people benefited. From what that. I didn't understand was basically that um, I didn't understand why this guy was more important than the athletes. He was just a doctor. I mean, I know, I know he was world famous, but seriously, do you know how many sports medicine doctors there are? Like, I just didn't understand why you'd go to the mat to protect that guy mm-hmm. and not, you know, Simone Biles or any of the other fantastic athletes. So, Morgan McCall, you're my hero. Yeah. You All know, right. okay, that reminds me. We have an event. We have a st- our own Stay Noisy event coming up right, right here in Santa Monica, California. If you want to get on the, like... Hashtag time's up. Hashtag me too. Hashtag stay noisy bandwagon. We're, your satellite sisters are here for you on March 18th. All the information is on our satellite sisters Facebook page. March 18th uh, as part of the Women's History Month celebration here in Santa Monica, California. Leanne and I are hosting a discussion called Stay Noisy. We will have women from the business world and the sports world and the entertainment world with us on a panel, including, remember I did a whole episode about going to visit the stages at Shondaland and yeah. Shonda Rhimes Company and what an amazing job they're doing with gender inclusion and diversity. Well, the head of production there, Sarah Fisher, who was my host that day, She's going to be one of the people on our panel. So if you want to hear about what's happening and how to really do something about this, you know, it's just so bogus when companies say, well, we can't find women for these jobs. Or as the guy who runs the Grammys said this weekend, well, women should just step up in music. Yeah, right. Because like, like, yeah. apparently we're not trying. <laughs> trying hard enough. <laughs> so March 18th, Santa Monica Public Library. For those of you that came to our event last year at the library, you know what a great facility that is. Uh, it's not going to be a Hilarity and Sue's event right. like last year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a serious but fun discussion about how to stay noisy. So go to the Facebook page and all of the details are there. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I know you're going to tell us all about the tennis and finish out your list of top 10 things you learned in Australia. So we're excited yep. for that. But we have a couple of new sponsors that we want to thank. So stay with us. Okay, Liz and Julie, it's finally happened. We <laughs> we, have a spon- we have a sponsor that's going to help us get a better night's sleep. Yes. So excited. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Cool Jams is now a sponsor of Satellite Sister. And this is what it is. And I know you all know this, ladies, but I'll just say it out loud. Cool Jams is a lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric that helps restful sleep by regulating body heat, which helps you to keep cool. I, it, it's pajamas you don't sweat in. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? 
Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. <laughs> for for satellite sisters of a certain age, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what we're talking about, okay? You yeah. want to stay cool at night, you get a pair of these cool jams. Uh-huh. That's right. It's pajamas, it's sheets, it's other sleepwear, but the whole point is just to stay cool and do some wicking. Because you know what I need in the middle of the night? Wicking. <laughs> Okay. The fibers in the sleepwear pull heat and moisture to the surface of the fabric, where it quickly evaporates, Liz, and helps keep the body temperature regulated, 
It feels like cotton. It's mm-hmm. lightweight and silky to the touch, but it dries four times faster than mm-hmm. cotton. Have you tried your Cool Jams? Oh, my God, Leanne. I got home from Australia less than 24 hours ago, so the first thing you do is sort of look through your mail and see if there's anything urgent. I saw the Cool Jams package. I tore that thing practically with my teeth. I tore that open <laughs> yesterday. Got out of the clothes I had worn on the plane, took a shower, Got into my cool jam. I was in my cool jams all day yesterday at home and sleeping last <laughs> night. I highly recommend. Julie, have you already tried yours out? Yes, so much more wicking, so much less thrashing and fluff. Okay, so I'm very excited. I went with the scoop, a scoop net long nightgown. Love it. <laughs> Wow, that sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like a lawn nightgown, but with wicking. Yeah, if you're not going, if you're going oh, on your honeymoon, cute long, yeah. long nightgown. Yeah. Hey, girls, no. hey, wear whatever you want. I know. I, I got the shorty set. Long version, okay? All right. Okay. I got a little nightshirt, and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's really cute, and it's hard to find nightshirts, and it's fantastic. It's actually <laughs> – Wicking nightshirts. <laughs> it's just hard to find nightshirts, Liz, but uh-huh. then you add the wicking onto it. I mean, it's a different it's category. It's total package. So what's our deal? And it feels pretty good, too. Yeah. You know, when you touch the fabric, yes. it pr- feels pretty good. Super soft. Okay, so here's our deal. Liz wants to go right to the deal. We want to get you right there. Okay. Cool-jams.com. So you want to go to cool-jams.com, okay? And if you put in and the, the dash is a dash. You're not spelling out dash. But I think right. That's it's a dash. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. It's an unexpected, yeah. you know, punctuation mark in the middle. Uh, we'll put a link at satellitesisters.com. But if you put in the promo code SISTERS, you're going to get 10% off your Cool Jams sleepwear. Cooljams.com today. Cooljams.com. Whew. All right. But I think you're going to love it. It's a full line of quality guaranteed moisture wicking sleepwear and bedding from nightgowns to pajama sets to cooling sheets to cool pillows to more. Cool. 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 Cool is the key word here. Cool. cool. It's cool. a cool deal from All right. Cool Jams. Less thrashing. That's yeah. what I There you go. All right. We'd also like to welcome, this is just like a woman-owned, locally hand-produced business, freshly pressed now, stay with me because this is not something you think about all the time. No. You don't think, you know what I need? I need seasonal pillows delivered to my house quarterly. But but you do do that. You do I mean, do. You go out and you freshen up your yes. what's going on in your home quarterly or seasonally. <laughs> yeah. So this this is a craftsman and artisan, and she hand makes these beautiful pillow covers. That she will send to you on a quarterly basis. First, you get the whole pillow, Liz. You get the stuffing and the seasonal cover. Yes. And then every couple of months, you get a fresh cover that you can remove one cover, put on the new cover to reflect the season in your home decorating. Here's here's what I already love about this. It's called Zest. And what I love is she sent us the seasonal pillow for the winter season, which is a snowflake. Unlike you, Leanne, where you're constantly turning over the decorations in your home to reflect the season. I've never in my whole life done that. (laughs) So the next pillow cover I'm going to get from Zest is going to be for the coming season will be the spring pillow. I'm already excited. <laughs> and, and then she just sends you the pillow cover because you've already got, the, got fill, the pillow. Right. You've got the pillow. Right. I think this is a genius idea, either for me or for a gift for someone. Yes. Who likes like me might need some seasonal refreshment. Yeah. Well, you know what, Liz, a lot of people really care about their pillows. I, I mean, I have friends that are on point with their pillow game. Yeah. You know, just you can see it. They're changing it all the time. And I'm not I do that with the wreaths on my front door, but not pillows. 
Yeah. But first of all, the pillow is beautiful. And yes. the pillow cover is gorgeous. We got for the winter season, we got a big snowflake. I have it right in my guest room. And it's, you know, in California, it was 82 yesterday. <laughs> so I like having a single snowflake somewhere in my house. But who knows what's going to come? I know. Can't and wait. it is a good it is a good gift. It would be a good like engagement gift or something mm-hmm. for someone to sign them up for this housewarming gift. Yeah. yeah. To send to your, you know, an aunt, to a grandmother. You know, I, I think it's a great thing, Liam. Yeah. People may be confused about the term pillow membership, but don't be. It's it's easy concept to get. We want you to go to freshlypressed.co, okay? Freshlypressed.co to get all signed up. And just check out the beautiful quality, and you can see a lot of product at the website. And so you'll understand. These are special pillow covers. So freshlypressed.co. All right. Thanks to Cool Jams and Freshly Pressed for supporting Satellite Sisters. Well, okay, Lynn, we're, back. we're back to the second part of our trip, and that was uh, Liz, uh, Liz and I and my husband went down to Melbourne to watch the Australian Open, you know, and uh, it was, first of all, Australians are great sports fans, and one of the people that was recognized this year at the Australian Open for the 50th anniversary was Billie Jean King, mm-hmm. and uh, she, they had a big ceremony for her after the women's semifinals, and she thanked the Australian players, the Australian coach or coaches, but most of all, she thanked the Australian fans, because they are great tennis fans they're very knowledgeable they have a great sense of pride about their tournament and really you know sort of creating that sense of fun and hospitality right Liz super fun I mean this is a great tournament they call it the happy slam and now that we've been we can see why right Joel it's totally happy now Leon one of the other things we noticed about Australians and I don't know how this is possible but Australians are great New York Yankee fans and also Boston Patriot fans. Now, we know this would never really happen in real life. But- <laughs> right. They don't they don't understand. No. You cannot be the same. You cannot No. You cannot in America that happen. it's either New York or Boston. Or New England. But no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh but I can't tell you how many people I talked to that were really rooting for the uh, Pats for uh, in the Super Bowl, and there were so many New York Yankee hats. I thought, hmm. what's up with that? So, but that's just the way they roll. They uh, they they really like that. But it was all about the tennis, and for me, as a like a terrible tennis player, it was just such a great thing to be at at the tennis tennis match, you know, because my game of tennis is really a series of unforced errors founded <laughs> by a couple of shots. That's my whole yeah. game. So there's no one that knows more about what not to do in tennis than me. I, I feel like I'm an expert about that, right, Liz? So uh, I, I was providing a little commentary as we were, we were going on. And what did I tell you, Liz? It was this it's, there's of- one shot, Leon. It's all about the swinging volley. There, right. there would be moments where a player would like take a shot and let the ball bounce, and, and Julie, she's next to me, whispering like this, like like a com- like a golf commentator, you know, sort of telling me what should have been happening. You know, they should have moved up, and she's like, oh. They should have taken that as a swinging volley. Rachel, I picked up that it's, it's much. It's sort of the lean-in shot of tennis. And I think in particular for women, it's important to lean in. And uh, I, I really, again, I, I have a, just an error-ridden sw- swinging volley shot myself. <laughs> but uh, you could see at moments that this is the key to success in, in so many things. Is mm-hmm. you got to step up and take the swinging volley. you got to take the ball out of the mm-hmm. air. Yep. So. 
Pressure is a privilege. Just do it. Just you see that ball coming at you? Take it in the air. Don't let it bounce, ladies. Okay. So as you know, Leon, we were there through the largesse of Liz and you know her her extensive resume and that she was a guest. So we had just some ridiculously good seats. And at one point, Leon, we had the privilege, okay, we were sitting close enough where we could hear what Rafa Nadal's coach was saying to Rafa during the oh, middle of a match. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yes. This was this was it. I have pen and paper out. I, I I can see. I can actually hear what he's saying. And and Julie's going to take this home to her team in Dallas. Yeah. She's going to have the key insights about really the game changing moves you can make. This so, is can- the secret to tennis. Okay, you ready, Leon? You might want to write this down. One ball at a time. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the secret. Yes. That is the secret. That's what the coach, the multi-million dollar coach, that's what he says to the multi-million dollar player. One ball at a time. You just want it to be more complicated than that, but darn it, it's not. (laughs) Just hit the ball. One ball at a time. Yeah. Wow. You know, it is unbelievable that someone like Rafa needs someone to say that to him. That should make us all feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, it should also, if you're a sports parent, just a reminder that even Rafa Nadal needs coaching. Yes. Yeah. What, uh-huh. 11 grand slams he has. And even Rafa needs someone to say one ball at a time. Yeah. Just a reminder, sports parents. It's good. All right. <laughs> That's good. But I do feel sorry for them. There's something weird about tennis that they're not really allowed to get any actual coaching no, during the competition. Yeah. So you see them sitting alone, like in their chairs in the changeover. And you just, you just try to put yourself in their head, like, what are they thinking right now? Whether it's that Carol Wozniacki, like in the moment, like, can you really, can you really shut this down? Are you really going to win this tournament? And you're just, you're all by yourself. Yeah. It's so different than other sports where in between you're getting constant coaching. So it's uh, not sure why they need to do that, but it makes tennis players really unique in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But it is an open, I mean, uh, you know, I've I've had the good fortune to go to both the U S open and Wimbledon and Liz, this was your fourth, this is your fourth grand slam. You've Mm -hmm. been to all four now going to the Australian open. And there is something just, it's a, a really, um, it's a very fan-friendly event, Leon. Uh, that you can. We stayed in uh, downtown Melbourne. We could walk to the Open. That was great. Or if we didn't want to walk, they had a free tram. So you can't beat that. And then even on the grounds, they were very. You know, for a relatively low price, you could get in and you could see juniors and seniors. You could watch wheelchair tennis. Uh, you could watch the pros warm up. They had a whole area for kids because they're trying to encourage kids to like tennis. So they had mini tennis and zip lines and all kinds of interactive stuff. And for the adults, they had big screens all over the place. They had created a beach um, on the on the tennis grounds, and they had champagne bars and pubs. It was and, awesome. You know, food stands and they had shopping and they had interactive games for everyone. So you could have a great fan experience there, uh, you know, just watching it on the big screen. They also had a big area, a beautiful park in Melbourne that they that was free. So they had a fan zone there. So you could just sit on the lawn or in picnic at picnic tables and watch and watch the action on big screens. So of all of the uh, all of the major tennis events, I thought this was 
very fan friendly. So for not a lot of money, you could have a lot of fun and really get into the spirit of the tennis tournament. Yeah, I imagine like if you took the U.S. Open, Mm -hmm. which is out in Flushing Meadows, and put it in Central Park instead, like right in the center of the city, how much extra participation you would get from the whole community. Right. That's what it sort of feels like. And it was Roger Federer that dubbed it the Happy Slam, not because he keeps winning it, though. (laughs) That must make him happier. Good for you, Rog. Super happy. (laughs) We're all happy for Roger Federer, but just because they really take good care of their players and they try to make it super fun for the players and easy. They know it's, you know, kind of an extra effort to show up in Australia. And you could just see just the whole hospitality program, the way it's arranged. It's great for fans, great for the players. We We were guests of Tennis Australia, so, like, thank you to everyone there that organized like our tickets and invited us to a few special behind the scenes things. Julie, you and your husband were gone one night where I was invited to a little dinner um, where I got seated at this like super sporting table, which I guess I I am in that category, but these were all like everyone else at the table. It was almost embarrassing, like how how accomplished they were in their sports. Like I was seated directly next to Brendan Gale, who is the CEO of the Richmond Tigers, who had just won the AFL, the Australian football, Aussie rules football. They had won this year. But what was so amazing about the Richmond Tigers winning like their Super Bowl this year is they were last in the league last year. So they came from 13 to number one in one season. It was awesome. So I'm sitting next to Brendan Gale. Then there's Allie, the woman who was our host. On the other side of her, a guy who introduced himself as just James. And then we got to chatting. And he said he was going off to the Korean Olympics like this week. And so, you know, we love the Olympics here at Satellite Sisters. So I I said, oh, have you been before? (laughs) And his, his wife chimed in and said, yes. He has three gold medals. Because <laughs> apparently I was the only person at the table uh, who did not know that he was James Tompkins, a member of what they call the Awesome Foursome. The Awesome Foursome. Okay, you know. Yes. yes. Well, I did not recognize him on site. So that's a crew. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? And so he's at three gold medals. So we got into a conversation. He asked me. He was very nice. He asked me, like, what my favorite Olympics were. And again, just a spectator, James. Right. And uh, and I said, what was yours? And he said, well, my favorite gold medal. And he said this in a super nice way. Yeah. It's not like. Right. Uh, he said, Athens. And I said, why Athens? He said, there's just something about the history of the Olympics and being in the place where the Olympics were really invented that was particularly meaningful. And I just love the Olympics so much. I will always think most fondly of the Athens Olympics. So uh, so that was great. And then another guy on the table, shortstop for the Phillies, Leon. <laughs> is he Australian? No. No, it's oh, just, just passing through. No. He and his wife, they're on vacation. No. They had gone. They had been in Fiji on vacation. No. They were coming to, they're just tennis fans. Yeah. So that was super fun. So we had some behind the scenes fun. It's a real sports crazy country. That's true. In the best possible way. And it was delightful. So if you're a tennis fan in particular, or even just a general sports fan, I'm with Julie. Like this is a super fun, accessible event to go to. So right. the Happy Slam. The end of January every year. I like I had had this on my kind of bucket list for a long time, and I am 
so happy that oh, we finally got there. I, me too. I would I would definitely go back. This year was outstanding. We saw outstanding matches. Uh, and just it was such a great, fun atmosphere to be there. You know, it really uh, – and for just a fan, not an expert or a sports star, you know, or, you know – you could just go as a, you know, as yourself to the Australian. Go as yourself, and, yes. <laughs> and have a really good time, Liam. You yeah. know? And both the women's semifinals and the women's final were particularly great, I thought. Inspiring, really. Yes. And there were a lot of swinging volleys, Liam. That's all I can say. <laughs> One ball at a time, Joel. One ball at a time. Well, that's about all I know about Australia, Leanne, but we have a lifetime of memories. I'm so glad we did it. And it was it was really, really fun with Liz. Uh, we, you know, the three of us had a great time together. Yeah. We didn't even have time to talk about what, like, what the rainforest experience was like going yeah. to the rainforest. So maybe next week we'll do that. But one thing I wanted to mention, one thought that Billie Jean King left us with at the, uh, at the luncheon she said, just think about this. Girls are taught to be perfect. Boys are taught to be brave. Maybe we should think about how different it would be if girls were taught to be brave. So that's stay noisy. That's let the swinging volley be yep. your shot. And that's a good Satellite yep. Sisters message. Excellent. Just go for it. Excellent. Oh, that was exciting, you guys. Inspirational. It's yes. an inspirational conversation. But now guys. I've got nothing. Yeah, I like literally I was flying home yesterday realizing I have looked forward to this like not just since I made the plan in July but for years I've wanted to go to the Great Barrier Reef and the Australian Open. And now now I got nothing to do wide for open. the rest of my life. I'm just wide open. So if anyone has any suggestions, you know, life-changing experiences I should put on the master plan, I'm uh, I'm all ears because I got nothing. Mars, Liz. Yeah, Mars. <laughs> Mars. You can take the stinger suit to Mars, Liz. <laughs> One final tidbit on my plane home yesterday. Like I had cashed in like a zillion frequent flyer miles to do this whole trip because you know you got to use them on the big bucket list items, right? Yeah. And so I had a really good seat on the plane directly in front of me. Johnny Mac. Oh, John McEnroe was, <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to invade his privacy by telling you, you know, what he did during a 14-hour flight or whether he put on the pajamas or anything. I think that's too personal to share. But uh, three things I will share that I think it's okay. Number one is he was reading the book Sticky Fingers, which is, you know, the story of the, the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. So that's very Johnny Mac. Yeah. Number two, he was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Which is like super Johnny Mac, <laughs> don't you think? Yes. And number three, his only piece of carry-on luggage was a guitar. Oh. So there you go. That's why you got to love John McEnroe. He was there doing the American television. Yeah. And uh, so I'd, I didn't speak to him at all because I feel like, you know, everybody deserves their privacy. And I did not snap a photo of him, you know, asleep in his – it was tempting. Uh, but I enjoyed flying home with John McEnroe. Just <laughs> – just a perfect capper. It was. was. It was a capper. It was a capper. Okay. Well, I just have one tiny movie tidbit. You can put this on your to-do list, Liz. Um, I went to see Phantom Thread. Oh. And uh, I loved it. You did? Yes. But Julie, yeah. this is this is our movie because this is a movie where Toast has a starring role. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That is true. Yes. Oh, yes. 
Very few movies feature toast. <laughs> and you know how much we love toast. We, we brought toast back, Liam. And you toast and is pivotal to the entire movie and may, oh. ex- you know, explain all the Academy Award nominations. <laughs> Julie, don't let people tell you it's a movie about fashion or about food or Daniel Day-Lewis. It's a movie about toast, Julie. <laughs> it's a movie about toast. Yeah, so I want you to go see that. I want you to go see that. Okay, good tip, Leon. All right. Uh, yeah, next week we'll be back to normal after mm-hmm. our all-Australia show this week. So mm-hmm. we got to cook up some things to do. Uh, There's a lot say- going on in the world. A lot going on. <laughs> Some of which we've been conveniently ignoring for the past three weeks. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We want to thank our sponsors, Cool Jams. Thank you so much for supporting SatelliteSisters.com. That's cool-jams.com. If you go to the website and put in the promo code SISTERS, you'll get 10% off your order. Thank you. We want to thank Thrive Market. Okay, I think you're going to love this place. So check it out. Now would be the time to do it. You're going to get $60 off your groceries, free shipping, and a free 30-day trial. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash sisters. And if you go to that special URL, it will take you right to the page that will put in the discount code for you, thrivemarket.com forward slash sisters. And thanks to Freshly Pressed for supporting Satellite Sisters. For information about their pillow subscription, go to freshlypressed.co. And in, in the nav bar there, just click on join and you'll, you'll be able to read all about the pillow subscription. Freshlypressed.co. All right, sisters, anyone have any big plans for this week? I got Anything? nothing. I got I it. It all I'm going to go home done. and get back into my cool jams. <laughs> And then I and then do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for holding down the fort in such a good way. Mon like, plaisir. I know. The, it was a lot of work. The <laughs> Tina Brown show was awesome. If you haven't listened to our the interview with Tina Brown, try that. Last week she lived Monicon and you've already booked the book club for next month. That's right? right. We have till the end of the month, but I want you all reading Prairie Fires by Caroline Frazier. She this is the story of Laura Ingalls Wilder. We'll be talking to the author the last week in February. And if you read it, we'll start a thread on the Facebook group page where you can ask your own questions. We have plenty of lead time on this, so get reading and form your questions and we'll try to work them into our conversation with Caroline um, uh, at the end of February. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leah. Thanks to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, here at the Wondery Studio. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>